0: it is your girl black glitter glory and this is another amazing episode of from princess to queens and um as i say all the time i'm ecstatic um about the lineup that we have today the topics the guests um we're gonna have a good 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 uh talk today we're gonna chop it up real big i got um myself and a very very powerful sister on here today um, we are here as we normally are uh, unifying and empowering of uh, women and young ladies and we are setting examples and breaking barriers and trying to break strongholds and all of those um you know wonderful things now when i say that that means we're learning and growing ourselves each and every day so um just blessed and happy to be here. And um want to give a shout out to you know Travis, my normal co-host, um Tugboat. He's not feeling well, so I need all of you guys out there on Sador Radio Land and on Facebook and Instagram to put a big, big, big prayer out for him. He's normally here um being my funny part and you know, adding his special touch and flavor to the show. Unfortunately, he's down, but we got another soldier on the front lines here to, um, you know, turn up with us. And this is my homegirl that I met through organizing. She's revolutionary, she's talented, she got bars, Um, she got brains, she has an awesome um, personality, and she is definitely um, about her people, about her family and all of that, very knowledgeable sister. This is my girl, Seven Gennady,
1: what's up Seven? What's happening, GLTB. GLTB, I'm so proud to be here with you, uh, uplifting our young girls and our black women, our strong black women. Um, it, I just, I really appreciate the opportunity to be able to join you on your platform. You know, I'm definitely praying for Travis, you know what I'm saying, lifting him up, empowering in peace, you know, to feel better very soon. And uh, cause I was looking forward to his, his, uh, his funny too. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, so, so thank you so much. We're going to, we're going to have a good time. We're going to talk about the things of the things and the worlds of the worlds. Hey, but well, before we get into all of that, you know, politics and
0: all that stuff and everything, you know, I know people out there are curious to know about you and what it is that you do and all about yourself. So I want you to give them you know, a little bit of background on who my girl Seven Gennady is and all about your company and your business and what you do. And that's get out of the box. It's um, amazing. Just the phrase and and what it stands for is amazing because sometimes, you know, we be in that box and we got to get out of it. You know what I'm saying? We got to get out of everyday thinking. We got to get out these everyday systems and everything that programs us to be mundane and keep us, you know, and mediocrity and keep us doing the same thing every single day and everything starts in your mind your mind is where all the power is so i want you to tell us
1: about the g-o-t-b sis let them know I appreciate you I Appreciate you. g-o-t-b so uh, g-o-t-b stands for get out the box um we started off as a music company and now we have integrated and and you know what i'm saying grow into film so I am a filmmaker originally from Mobile, Alabama, Mob Town, baby, down deep off in the south. And um everybody know me by seven, nine seven Gunadi, i on the streets. I ain't come out here to help the people, uplift the people, feed, train, clothes shelter, and defend the people. And in you know, in any way possible and by all uh necessary means. Um we we just uplifting the nation, the black nation in particular. Um, It's also an organization of unified black minds coming together to, you know, build um, not only our minds, but our spirits. So we have studies, um, we have classes. Um, Right now, I'm actually focused a lot on film. Um, I usually am very focused on music, but music will be a part of the film. You know, you always got to have some music in the film. So I'm, I'm working diligently to get our film uh, side of the company together. Because see, it's one thing, you have auditorial uh, learning where you learn best by hearing. That's, that's your music. And then now we're going to work on the visual learning. So we're going to put mm. some real powerful messages inside of these films and put them out there for the people so that we can continue to uplift and inspire one another. And then we have GOTB Nation, which is a brotherhood and sisterhood uh, where we come together to uplift each other uh, spiritually and with boots on the ground, you know, training and defending the people, like teaching. Um, Yeah, so it's just a beautiful thing to be alive. There's so much going on in the world right now. We have lost so many people due to the Mm -hmm. pandemic and uh, just due to regular life, too, now. Um, So I'm just happy to be on this side of or the, in the land of the living, as my mama would say, I'm happy to be in the <laughs> land of the living because each day they give you opportunity to do something once again, something greater. So, the the goal is to do better today than we did yesterday, right? And now, yesterday right. could be on the on the backs of the ancestors. The Ancestors have do, done so many so many things for us and opened up, um, you know, so many opportunities for us. And I believe a lot of times we'd be sleeping on ourselves. So, the goal of GLTB is to um, to wake up. You gotta wake up mm-hmm. unify. It so on, that huh? we can, yeah it unify so something. that we can actually get something done and you know, it's a lot of talking out there but now it's time to get something done we've talked about everything a lot now mm-hmm. it's time to make some moves on what we've talked about so that's what I that's what I do um uh, mental uh breaking mental barriers uh physical barriers and spiritual barriers together thank you so much I love it I
0: love it I love it that's that's powerful. Um, you know you set a mouthful you know we are so programmed, you know what I'm saying and yeah. this is why and you know you're a wonderful artist. I had an opportunity when we were in North Carolina to just chop it up with this lady and just you know um, be blessed with her presence and as soon as we went into on the facility, we go into, um, what was that, like the chapel or something, seven? and yeah. they had a piano yeah. there. This lady proceeds to get on that piano and bust that piano down and then go into this whole... <laughs> cold- um, you know, she just—it's like she was in a trance. It's just so her element. It was just so, and I'm an artist too, so it. you gotta respect yeah. the talent. You know what I'm saying? To get yeah. on that piano and play as brilliantly as you did, and then the singing and the harmonizing—I mean, Thank it you. had it just and it it just captured my soul. It was so. We soulful. gotta do some music. Yeah, we do. We do. We gonna get there. You know, we get in there. We get in there. We get in there. We want to say, listen. That's why I stay in touch. I know. You know, when you want a certain frequency, you know, we just connect. You know what I'm saying? That's right. And that's, that's so right. amazing. You know, when you want a certain frequency, you just connect. And I know. You know, I've had plenty of people just like yourself that we we meet, we connect, and we you know what I'm saying. We embrace each other. We get to enjoy the energy and the personality, and then we connect on that level, that frequency of making that music and making that song. So I know that's it's right. coming. I know it's coming. But I know you much more deeper and more complex than that, than just getting in the studio. And that's the part I wanted to dig into. And so that's why that's so I got you on here, because people need to hear the stuff that you're doing and the way that you think. And, you know, everything that you embody. The music is just a small Bit of who you are and what you know you bring to the table and how you're working on the front lines to really you know uplift Black people and sure. encourage and you know educate you know Black women and everything. Yeah. So I think that's I very very important.
1: Thank you and everything. So and how I long did you have? Too, how long did you have the business, sis? How long did you have? So- so GLTB has been around since two thousand and five, two thousand and six. Mm-hmm. Um, that was the birthing of GLTB. As far as it being a legitimate company, like paperwork, mm-hmm. like you know, go down there talk to the people. Uh, it's been two years. Yeah, but um, okay. yeah, I've, I've been learning a lot along the way, you know. But it this 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 has been a a long time thing. I'm getting on up there. Been doing this thing uh-huh. for a while. Yeah. Like so, I said, GOTB you- started as a, you know, when I was I was young, I was in my uh early 20s. It was a record label idea. Mm. The idea was to okay. start a record label. Yeah. So I came um, I came in uh, off of doing gospel hip hop. Um mm. yeah, I started off as a gospel artist. And then okay. um I, I felt like my message uh wasn't just for the church, you know. So I, I told him right. I said, I, I think I I think I um gave up the pulpit for the stage. Yeah. Yeah. But um I was inspired by artists like Lauren Hill, Erica Baidu, that let me know that, you know, I could still have the pulpit out here in the streets. Uh, hence I am the streets angel. Yeah. Wow, so, it's
0: it's so it's so amazing that you said that because when you were, you know, in your zone um on that piano and you were singing and rapping. Those were the main two artists that you reminded me of. You had that mixture. You had that Erica you, Badu, this, you know what I'm saying? Flow, and you had the Lauren Hill soul. Um, you know what I'm saying? How she, how she um, yeah, so that was, that was amazing. That's, that's humbling. I, I, Somebody I go tell them what she said. <laughs> tell
1: them to call me. <laughs> tell them to call me. I would love to work with them. Yeah, but I, yeah. Um, I I really, I really seen the benefits of gospel music at that time, mm-hmm. you know, being coming from like a young blood, you know, like hungry and thirsty, like for people to like elevate themselves or, or get saved, in, you know, in that part of the time in my life. But then mm-hmm. I also seen um, a need for the streets to have the same type of music um, because, I mean, ain't that where Jesus was? He was out there in the streets. That's, that's how the story is told, Period. you know, so I felt Period. like it was yeah it was time to take that take that box off me like i had to get out of that that religious Mm -hmm. box you know what i'm saying and and really do things how i wanted to do them not how i was being told that i had to do it so
0: yeah um, that's very good that you said that because i think a lot of us um because that's how i started too i started you know i learned music from church you know, singing yeah. on the choir, had a, a, a bomb choir director who always, she encouraged me, lead the song, do this and yeah. do that, showing me how she wrote music and everything like that. And, but church, you know how that is, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's a, that's another type of system within itself or whatever. Right. And you, you know, I think, you know, God grabs us to, to get in there and get our training and then you right. got to head out into the world in order to win over and, you know, to reach more people. So that's that's amazing that you said that. Same thing um, here, I truly believe that. So,
1: um, I think you muted. No, I'm, I'm good, I'm trying to, Um, I was talking to somebody in the background. Oh, yeah. okay, okay. You phone yeah, phone right, we're phone mothers phone. at the
0: same time, correct? Right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so. Um, yep. With, yeah, because see, the, the thing is, like, I sung in the choir, too, like, I, like I've been leading songs and doing, you know, um, sp- you know, spirituals and stuff like that ever since I was, like, five years old, so the music mm. was always, it was always going to be there, like, the music, every, and everything I do, the music is always the soul of it, because even the music tells a story, too, and you just paint the picture in your mind, you know, in your, in your mind's eye, so, um, I think I, I think the most beautiful thing that I did get from doing gospel music is mm-hmm. um, it's just the love for the Creator and putting that same love mm-hmm. in all the things that I'm doing like with my career, with my family with my relationships you know what I'm saying making sure that that there's there's you know purity power you know what I'm saying something something higher uh, than what you would normally see or, or hear or feel what, What's in nothing. I, you you can never just um, you can never say I was doing it for profit or gain you know by the way the music was or the other I need to get profit and gain from it doing that but i just saying you know, you know some people like they just doing it for the you
0: do, right anything you do you know just for money. Um, it's never probably gonna be profitable. You have to love what you do and have a certain, you know, passion for it. And you notice that people who have that God-given talent and all of that, it always brings the revenue. It always brings the money because they're so in love with it and they're not focused on money. They're doing it from the heart and everything. So it's very important what you said that you, you know, you gained, um, you know, wisdom and you you gained the love and you gained the
1: compassion church and church don't give you a dime that's right and and and, and it's a beautiful thing though because the black experience at church sometimes is the height of of experience with people so you know singing in a choir when I used to go to church let me tell you what if I couldn't get there for the people was singing I didn't want to go I, I need to make sure I can hear that choir it's something about when when they are singing to God or when you're singing to God or singing on the behalf of God do something for your spirit and move your soul but music in general will do that you got all kinds of music. Mm-hmm. Music will make you sad. Music will make you feel loved. Music will make you happy. You know that's that's the most beautiful um, thing about music is how mystical and powerful it is. How it moves you. Right. Yeah. Right. And yeah, that's that's
0: music. Why. Music is amazing, right? Isn't yeah. it a, a wonderful yeah. therapy? Life and yeah. Yes, it is. It is. It yeah. is. I I I I started doing music, um, you know, because I had a big void in my life. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And um, you know, I started writing. You know, writing my feelings and right. You know, did you do poetry? I, I did. That's how I initially started. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. I even thought of you know going in the studio or thinking about a rap, you start off as poetry. And you That's know, right. I was going through a very emotional time of my of my life with, you know, one of my main, um, you know, the main person of, of my life, my mother. And, and and my therapy was writing this poetry and saying it and reciting it and all of that. It, it embodies so much emotion and it embodies so much love and, you know, all of those things. And that's how it transitioned and it, and it, and it elevated. You, music is a big therapy for me. Yeah. Going to the studio, writing and You know, doing all of those (laughs) things are such a healing, such a healing, um, you know, process for me. And I hear a lot of people say that. Don't do that. She fine. (laughs) She fine. She fine. And everything. But let's talk about a little bit. um, Let's talk about, you know, let's get to the revolutionary part of my girl. It's okay. Let's get to the revolutionary part of it um you know seven some of the things that you have um you know stood for women's rights um you know standing up for your black people all of those you know even what us how we met in the raise up organization and right. you know some of that work some of that outreach stuff and reaching out to the people let's talk about you know that side of you and how right. how that uh worked out and what's up, what's up with that
1: well, what I say is, it's crazy though because it's always gonna go back to the church when it when everything for me started up in the church because I I was like mm-hmm. born and raised so deep off in the church. I was at church four days a week, okay. And the missionary work, you know, the revolutionary work, it really started there. The um the idea that I could help by I could help my people, like the idea that I could help people or, you know, save them from their, circus, their circumstances or their situation. You know, so I learned. I learned there to have a passion for the people. Uh, when I was little, we were driving. Me and my mother uh-huh. and, and uh, my grandfather. We were we were driving, and we got to uh, a street corner, and it it started raining, and it was cold. It was winter, mm-hmm. and I was I was looking at these people standing outside in the cold and in the rain. And I said to myself, why won't these people go home? Why are they standing there in that rain? They're not waiting on a bus. They don't look like they have no, no place to go and they don't have an umbrella and it's cold. And I go to my mother and I, and I, and I, and I asked her, I said, mama, why are they, why are they standing around? Why won't they go home? And then she told me that they were homeless. Oh my mm. God. Mm. Oh, I was so little. And that, that's, mm-hmm. that's a, a memory that just won't ever fade. And I hope never fades away. And it sticks with me uh, now. I'm 37 years old. I hope I don't look it, but I'm 37 years old. I'm knocking at 40's door. And I have this, <laughs> this memory of being a little girl and finding out that there were people that didn't have anywhere to go. And mm-hmm. you it was nothing else that I needed to know. I knew then mm-hmm. that I had to do something. And... Mm -hmm. and i'm still trying to figure out what you could do to end something so so violent but Mm -hmm. you know as we were driving i'm seeing houses abandoned houses so now this is the next Mm -hmm. thing that i'm seeing as a little child Mm -hmm. you know i don't have no government system i don't have no judge chair you know no doctor degree i'm just a little child and Mm -hmm. i see people with Mm -hmm. no house and then i see Mm -hmm. houses with no people. With no people. people. Wow. What in me. the world is going on? You know? And then that that right there is mm. what um what started GLTB. Um, I told mm. myself, you know, I'd do this record label, I'd make this money, and then I'd I'd have all these homeless shelters. You know, mm. then then from the homeless shelter, I would help them buy houses. You know, that's what I told myself and um that's that's where GLTB all starts get out get out of the box of the mind frame that you have like what the hell man like what are you thinking right. it's insanity they they say I'm crazy <laughs> I got paperwork baby say so I'm a little out but what is it me or is it them you know because that's crazy want that's all right. yes right. yeah, is that, yeah is that, that is crazy. crazy that's crazy yeah um, that's insanity. You know, so yeah, that, that is definitely insanity to uh watch these people suffer the way that they do and and have the means. Um right. but that's that's where all my missionary missionary uh mind frame started. And then mm-hmm. I I I did how can I say this? So I did what any good Christian, because I was a good Christian then would do. I paid my tabs, but I, I paid my tabs, but I didn't pay them to a church. I began to take my tithe money. Mm-hmm. And put it into the streets. So what I would do, um, me and my mm-hmm. partner at the time, we would uh, make bags of um, toiletries, necessities, deodorant, pads, soap, um, just whatever you think a person would need, wipes, rag, and then you know canned goods, um, different foods, whatever can opener, cause back then they ain't had a pop top. Um, right. And we would and water, and we would go down, and we would. Find search for homeless people mm-hmm. and, uh, and you, you would actually get out there and
0: give it get get yeah. out in the field and just yeah. hand it to people
1: huh yeah and and it was it was scary at first because i didn't want to offend somebody because i didn't even know like mm-hmm. how they would feel if you offered them where, where would they pride be do they already have these things and i'm assuming that they don't you know am i being rude you know so once i mm-hmm. got past that once i got past that like not wanting to offend anybody then um, right. yeah, it was a, it was an amazing experience to be able to like go out there and like be with the people. And I did this for a mm. long time. Um, and then I became homeless myself. Mm.
0: But you yeah. see that, well, hold on one second. Let me um, address, we, we have um, my niece here, um, Yasmin. Hey, Yazzie. Peace and power. Hi, how are you? I'm good, Nisi, glad to have you. If anybody is just tuning in, this is your girl, Black Glory, and this is From Princess to Queens. This is on Sador Radio. Hi, Sador Radio fam. If you just logging in you can catch this on Sador Radio app, you download the app. And um, right now, we are um with our special guest this is seven ganati she is the um ceo of gotb get out the box get out the box in your head get out the box That's of these right. system get out the box of your feelings get out the box of poverty get out the box of racism get out the box of oppression get out the box of depression That is trying to, you know, defeat us and put on a stronghold right now. We got my beautiful niece who's a a highly educated young lady. Um, She has uh, more degrees than a thermometer and still getting more. And she always, um, you know, comes on the show and give us an educational standpoint um, on everything. I'm very proud of her. Very glad to have her here. Now, we've been talking seven and getting into her mind and seeing all about her business, where she coming from. Now, we're about to get into the meat of the um, of the show. And we want to address, we have been um, a part of history. Living in these last couple of years, history has been made. Um, we have been um, bombarded with a pandemic. We had a virus come and just wreak havoc um, across the earth. I don't know right. if it's a virus or a plague. We don't even know how. We see so many other ones coming up now. We don't know if it's God or it's the CDC, is man-made or anything. But all I know is that it took a lot of good people down and yeah. it has changed our lives as we know it. Every single day, we are still living amongst the pandemic. It's viruses mutating. It's threats upon our life. We are in an economic distress. Uh, We are emotionally, mentally distressed. Um, And then now we have other things. Now we're living in another part of history. Women's history. Can you believe Roe v. Wade has been in existence since I've been alive? It was, uh, started in 1973. I was born in 1974 and we have had so much, you know, so many women's rights. Um, but now as part of history that has been overturned by the big court. All right. And now we arguing constitutional issues. Now we understand in the constitution and how states operate. Now we understand how they grade life, what they consider life, what age is life determined. We never thought about it that deep. I have never thought about it that deep, but it's, shit is deep now, God. Shit is deep as a woman, shit is deep as a human. I mean, we living in in a deep time. So that's right. That's what we're gonna talk right. about. We're gonna talk about. I have a lot Roe of
2: <laughs> a lot of opinions on that
0: one. <laughs> she, she ready. I'm ready. You ready? All right. So first off, let's get all our individual um uh stands. Well, for those out there listening and watching, I hope y'all are educated on Roe v. Wade and what it you know really is about. It's basically um. When the Constitution uh, is basically when the court um, argued that you know it was constitutional for women to have their own rights over their you know bodies and um, the courts had to turn um, you know over through the states and saying that life was I hope I'm saying it right um, you know that life starts at conception right life con- um, oh fetal viability. And you know conception are the two key players here. Um, they they said that um, you know life was when a fetus could survive outside of the womb, and they would determine that to be um, within 24 to 28 weeks. Um, some people say life is the minute um, you know uh, is life the minute that you conceive. So, you know, that's what states are overturning now. They're saying that the fetal viability is a lot younger. And so you shouldn't, you know, and it's not constitutional. The Constitution has no right to determine, you know, fetal viability, that the states can determine that fetal viability is a lot younger. At conception, at four weeks, at three weeks, whatever state, whatever the state want to, you know, determine it as to be, they can determine that. And that's why they're banning abortions. So I want to hear how my girl yeah. seven about it. I want to hear how my niece feels about it. And then I'm going to keep it a buck with all of my listeners because I'm here to be clearly transparent because I'm here to heal. I'm growing. I'm learning. And I'm going to put all my shit on a table so y'all can know why I think the way I think about everything so you will know from a spiritual standpoint and from me living real motherfucking life and what I experienced right. in my lifetime right. that's where we gonna go let's go we setting it off first how y'all yes,
1: me. I already been talking to the people I want to hear what you gotta say let me let you talk so well
2: um, first off hey guys um, I just want to say that I think Number one is unconstitutional for a man, for a white man to tell me what to do with my body. That's number one. Number two, if you're going to have stipulations on women's reproductive systems and health, you need to have stipulations on men's as well. Okay? Mm -hmm. So we're not dealing with the fact that it takes two to get pregnant. Okay. Mm. We're just dealing with women. No, let's deal with the men because let's deal with these men that have seven plus kids, 12 plus baby mamas. And they are the problem. They create the pee in the cesspool. Okay. Let's start there. (laughs) So let's deal with them too. Don't just deal with Mm. us. Now my third thing is I feel like uh, with the court's ruling on that, while overturning Roe v. Wade, I feel like it had a lot to do with minorities. Mm. Uh, um, Minorities, African-American, Hispanic women, Indians. You're a minority if you are not of Anglo-Saxon descent. Okay. Um, Now, currently Mm. as it stands with the census, you have the Anglo-Saxon European whites that are starting to become the minority and not the majority anymore. So this is why <laughs> they overturned this because they see that other cult, other races are starting now to become popular and become the majority. And now they're like, no. If you haven't paid attention during Trump's whole time in office. Protect white life. Were,
0: protect white, protect white
2: life. Who were the majority exactly. of people backing him? White women, right? Mm-hmm. And they were saying, no, it's our rights. We have rights. We have rights. Protect our family. Protect our religion. Let's start there. That's the issue. So this bill is, or this overturning is targeting us. And Black women, Black and Hispanic women, are at higher risk from dying from abortions and complications, okay? We're mm-hmm. not even dealing with that. Do we wanna go back to the 1960s and 50s when we were doing backdoor abortions with hangers and sterilizing you equipment in vodka and pray. on a hot or on a hot pot that some drunk old lady took about, she used to be a midwife, she don't got no paperwork, no nothing. Talk about she mm-hmm. can do she can do it. Do we really want to mm-hmm. go through that? Do we want to put our uh, uteruses through that? You basically get a hysterectomy when you get a backdoor abortion. Are um, we? Uh, why
0: I would mean, the that, that's the birth. least you're gonna get. Yeah, that's, that's that's the least you're gonna get because the least. you're gonna have a, a a a a big loss of life because a lot of women ain't gonna push through that. They're gonna no. hemorrhage and they're gonna die. So it's gonna be a lot more life loss because mm-hmm. we already know the black market is gonna kick in. Everybody is gonna to try to monopolize off of that. Not only monopolize, but people are gonna be desperate to do it because sure. um, you know, at some point, you know, you're gonna feel like, hey, I don't have any other means, mm-hmm. I don't have the money, it's illegal. They're saying that they're gonna put you gonna you're gonna going get federal charges, you're gonna have you're gonna be a felon you're gonna be charged with murder you're gonna have all of these issues my thing is i'm two-sided on this because you know i've had to um unfortunately in my in you know me growing up i've had more than one abortion okay and um one time um, it was an emergency abortion because I had an ectopic pregnancy and it caused a lot of bleeding and you know, hemorrhaging and stuff like that. And so it wasn't my choice. It was a necessity. And like you said, with the women's, uh, women's uh, reproductive system, it's so complex. Hell, women's medicine, we they don't even know how to deal with us right now. They don't even understand the uterus and the woman's reproductive system system Mm -hmm. on the body. They don't even know how to deal with it. The only thing they know how to do in in Western medicine is cut everything out, cut out the uterus, get a hysterectomy, cut out fibroids, cut out this, cut out that. They don't even know how to medicate us or heal us or none of that stuff. So their remedy anyway is to, you know, chop our bodies up and, you know, treat us like, you know, we're we're trash. I mean, more and more Black women are just dying, giving childbirth. They're bleeding out. It's like, how do you go from you know this to that? Okay, now you don't mm-hmm. even want us to push through the womb. Now you want to give us C-section and claims right. this and that, so you can get more money for the procedure. And you cutting my baby open before he's you know. The C-sections are, depending on the hospital,
2: almost sixty thousand dollars a client. Correct.
0: That's how much your insurance I know because they bill me for two. I had medical insurance both times I had my children, Blue Cross and Blue Shield, and I after those C-sections, I wind up owing $10,000 um, still with medical coverage for both mm. of my kids. So I was $20,000 in debt, wow. uh, even having medical coverage, even though I was paying a premium and all of that stuff. So we got to address, you know, all of those things about what they're trying to do. But the main reason they want um, abortions done with is because they want us to believe that Black women are the leader in abortion, but it's really white women. And the whole plot is to protect white life by any means. Now, Donald Trump got a lot to do with that shit because he the one who put all of these justices in place. And he put them in there for a purpose. Okay? When he was just at that rally what the white woman said, thank you, Donald Trump. Let's protect white life. So that needs to let y'all know once again. And she that slipped Elena's and blame. said that. She slipped and Did said she? that. Did she, <laughs> or <are> we just? <laughs> the
1: camera, that's girl. what she.
2: <laughs> you, you, she. So she? when you, you, she. Not. I'm saying slip being sarcastic. Okay. She was. She meant to say that. That was on her heart <laughs> to say. But I she mean, came out real. with a statement later, saying that. You know, that was something else. She didn't mean to say that. And now she put out a
0: picture of, wait,
2: she has seven adopted kids, all of different races. Most of them Mm African-American. She put out a picture of her, her husband, saying that Mm -hmm. all lives matter.
0: All lives matter when you can't reproduce any life matter because you fucking desperate. And that's why you got all of them kids. And, and I and stuff. I want
2: to just add in the medical note here that scientifically, right, a heartbeat is not detected on an ultrasound before six and a half weeks. Mm-hmm. It's just the embryo, no heartbeat. After six and a half weeks, a heartbeat. Six and a half, seven weeks, a heartbeat is detected. Now, most women, when they find out they're pregnant, it's after seven plus weeks of missing your period. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm, that's absolutely that's the regular absolutely. time that you would normally get your period. You see, it didn't come. Okay, fine. So once you go ahead and go pee on the stick, by the time you go to get an ultrasound, you're between eight and nine weeks pregnant. And now you All see right. this little embryo like this big, and you see that little pulse
1: going like this. Okay. Well, look, I'm a, I'm a, I'm wanna I am i am i want to i want to speak on a couple of things that y'all y'all have talked about because we didn't already hit like we didn't graze like some really powerful, you know points. Okay, yeah. okay, I want I want right. to I want to kind of like tap into a couple of them. And I also want to add something too, um, that that we that we didn't say that's really important. on <laughs> um, the outcome of banning abortions. So I'm first first one. I'm glad y'all said it because like I'm I'm on my like black power shit. Uh, so like I'm so glad y'all, that y'all was the one to introduce it, because everyone thinks I'm racist. And I, I mean, maybe I am, but I don't think I am. I, I, from what I was told, you know, ra- racism is prejudice plus power. And being that we are not, uh, uh, we're not in a place of power right now, I don't think that you could really uh, say that I'm racist. But I do love my race, and uh, it's 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 very noticeable that. Um, white folks are scared of their numbers going down. Um, now, I, I was born from a, a white woman and a black man, but I was raised by a black woman. And that's her behind me uh, on that picture right there. Susie raised me and she raised me to be very proud of who I am. And I can see the fear in in their eyes, because their daughters won't stop having abortions, I can see the fear in their eyes that their daughters keep having sex with black men and men of color, mm. knowing that they can only create black children, and that, and the grandfathers and the great grandfathers and the great grandmothers are very upset with their children. They're very upset with their children because they they are they came in. Um, uh, without a race and they may go out without a race. Uh, because, mm-hmm. you know, if, if we do do uh, DNA history, uh, the, the white man and the white woman is our grandchild. and But they are very mm-hmm. bad grandchildren. It's on the they first are, eve, let's yeah. go. Yeah, let's go. Yeah, they are in fear of losing themselves, but you can't lose yourself. You're really only finding yourself. So there's no way mm-hmm. for them to run away from what's happening. There's nowhere for them to go. Um, because mm. uh, the the dominant gene, it, it must you know whatever goes up must come down. The dominant gene must be dominant. That is the nature of the gene to be dominant, and it will dominate. Mm. Now we didn't see this domination in our lifetime, but it it happened. It was there, you know. And they look with their telescopes, and they look you know with their microscopes and telescopes. You'll see it. What is above is is below, and 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 the fear. The fear that they have is 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 getting so strong. Like like both of you have already said, they're having to put laws in place for their own people. Mm. Having to put laws in place for their own people, but because of you know the 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 marching in the streets that we've done, the what Malcolm X and Martin Luther King and all the people before us have done, that they can't say that out loud and proud with their white power. They can't say uh, that this is really for us. You know, they can't say that um, because we do not need an abortion. In fact, we have 10 and 12 children, just like our grandmamas did. Um, that's what we have. Absolutely. You know, mm-hmm. um, That that's what we have. And 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 they are they are they they are running to the abortion house because they, they are mm-hmm. not ready to be parents because of the way that their children carry themselves. Oftentimes or the way they was. They was raised. They don't want to experience parental guidance like that. They don't want to have to, you know, experience what type of child they was when they were little. You understand what I'm saying? Because it gets it gets really deep into the mental, the mentality of why a person, Mm -hmm. you know, would continuously go. And I'm not talking about a medical condition of where you have to do, you know, do something to save your own life. I'm talking about where you just you just decide, you know, I'm not ready for motherhood. You know, mm-hmm. I'm I'm not ready for that. Oftentimes, the reason why we're not ready for that is because of financial reasons, um, uh, relationship reasons, like relationship status. Is that man gonna be there with me to raise the child? Am Am I ready to uh, be a mother? Because to be a mother, now I have three children. To be a mother is a, a very big job, and it's a life. It's a lifetime. It's a lifetime of work uh, that nobody pays you for, and that's it's ten jobs plus twenty more. If you want to really mm. write a list of all the things that it, that it takes, and everybody's not up for that challenge, but mm. why won't we close our legs? Mm. And we can't use abortion as a form of birth control. Yeah. We
0: can't yeah. do it. We can't
1: do it. Yeah, but the, the thing I wanted it. to mention uh before, before I pass the mic to y'all because I, I love listening to both of y'all speak. Um reason why I was so quiet because I'm I'm learning too. I'm learning what y'all y'all teaching me. Um, <laughs> but the other thing that I'm worried about is the domestic violence and the death rate of black women, or all women, women of any race now, women of any race, when that man say, you pregnant? Bitch, you ain't mm. supposed to be pregnant. Mm. You finna have to get rid of that baby. And she say, well, you know, mm. I, can't, I can't, I'm gonna pay for your abortion. And she said, well, you know, cause there ain't nobody watching TV. They don't, everybody don't even fucking know this shit is happening. And she said, well, I mm. can't do that cause I'll go to jail. So federal. Not, Now you hemmed up and shit. Cause he said, mm. you're not gonna have that baby. And now Mm. you're getting beat, kicked in the stomach, pushed down the stairs. Like, come on! This is our you know history repeats itself. That was abortion too. Now that was an abortion. That was an abortion. I'm so glad that
0: you're saying that. I'm so happy that we are bringing the light and bringing the truth. But let me acknowledge the people. Anybody that's just tuning in, this is from Princess to Queens podcast. We are live on Facebook. We are on the Sador radio app. Download it. Tell a friend, tell a friend, and tell a friend. Um, It's going to be on, we're going to put it on on YouTube and everything so you guys can play it back. Um, If y'all want to hit me up, y'all have any questions, any concerns, any responses, y'all know on Facebook, I'm at Lakeisha Buckley and on Instagram, I'm black underscore glory. We have my niece, um, Yasmin McNair, and then we have our guests uh seven gunati who is the ceo of get out of the box and we are talking about roe v way we are talking about um you know women in general women's rights abortion we just putting it out there domestic violence we are talking about uh european women we are talking about black women we are talking about melanin we talking about genes we talking about power we talking about it all right now so that's where we at um, go ahead, Seven.
1: you want to go ahead and finish up? Yeah, I mean, I'm just saying that the domestic abuse the, uh, is already heavy and prominent in our communities. Because like I said, mm-hmm. I do believe that this, this is really a ploy for white people in, in general mm-hmm. and specifically. But what Yasmin opened my mind up to is that it's, you know, we're going to kill two birds with one stone. You know, because mm-hmm. if we are, are are the ones that have the highest rate of death during giving birth and complications, you know, during birth. And, and we know this is oftentimes because we're not going to the same doctors and we're not being treated the same way in in the hospital when we're giving birth. But, um, because I know a couple doulas that'll take real good care of you. So if anybody need that, you mm-hmm. hit me up. Uh, later on because these doctors going up in there you going up in there letting folks you know give birth to you know help you give birth and these people have no love for you so they're not going to go the extra mile to make sure that you're okay the way that they will do for their own kind and so that really Mm -hmm. opened my mind um you saying Mm -hmm. that that's 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 hitting us that it will hit us because if if they if we have all these complications then our numbers uh in their minds will decrease uh, although they won't and and their numbers will have the increase, but it's it's really sad to see. It's really sad to see because we've been praying, you know, for a long time. Black people have been praying to be treated treated fairly and treated, you know, correctly and given an opportunity for unity. And it seems like even in our DNA, we will unify one way or another. They'll either get mm-hmm. they'll either give us unity, or unity looks like it will happen all on its own. <laughs> and that's scary for them. Yeah, I I'm not sad though. I'm not scared. <laughs> I don't think any of us are scared
2: of unity. You know? No, definitely. Seven, I want to touch on something that you said about doulas. So um, my son is only 10 months old and um, I had a doula and my doula is still a part of my life. That's a part of my life and my son's life. That's his aunt. Okay. She's family. Yeah. And that's beautiful. One thing I said when me and my husband got pregnant was that I want what they have. Mm. Why can't I have what they have? And I notice that a lot of us aren't knowledgeable to these things, Auntie. I see your face, but I'm being honest. A lot of us aren't knowledgeable
0: about. No, no, no. I know what you're saying, but what I'm saying, doulas—that's our culture. I know, right? Doulas and yeah, midwives are birthed from our an aunties and grandmothers. So they, they took that from us. Yes, yes yeah, that is. They right. took that's it and turned it
2: yeah. into yeah. something else. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I'm, yeah. I, I'm just yeah. talking about a lot of the young girls my age and younger that I see that are getting pregnant. And I'm like, are you going to the doctor? Are you doing this? Or are you doing that? Get a, get a midwife, get a doula. They're like, oh, what is that? And I'm explaining it to them. And i right. even, my doula has her own non-for-profit. And she, I found her through a black mom's group and mm-hmm. my doula was free. Okay. Well, but that's I didn't have guess. to pay for her. And she came to me three times a month, came to my home, sat in my living room, brought a yoga mat, brought me a ball and we worked. And it wasn't just her doing services in regards to prepare me for, to give birth, but it was doing health and wellness as well. So I think at times, you know, the thing that 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 puzzles me about some of us, we where the Bible says that we're going to die from a lack of knowledge, right? Our people die from lack of knowledge, and we're not knowledgeable. And I want us to start to be knowledgeable on things that can help us. Um, even when you guys were talking in regards to holistic, they want to cut everything out. Stop eating fried chicken. Talking to myself too. Stop eating out. Stop drinking alcohol, change your, change your eating habits, change the way you're living your lives, work out, drink water, like take vitamins. A lot of us don't take vitamins. We don't get checkups enough. We don't go to the GYN enough. We don't even get regular primary care checkups enough. Like it's so many things that we could combat. That's right. Those medical conditions that they say we have, or is predominant in the African-American community, but African-American women know we can do a lot of things to reverse a lot of those uh, conditions that they say as well. And then two, going back to the labor and delivery, I had to have a C-section. Did I plan for a C-section? No, I had a birthing plan. Most women don't have birthing plans. I had a birthing plan and I stated that I do not want this type of medication. I don't want these type of doctors. If my doctor is not there to deliver my baby, my doula and my midwife will step in to go X, Y, and Z. All of us were on the same page in regards to me giving birth. Who do I want in a delivery room? Who I don't want in a delivery room? What do I need to make myself comfortable and healthy in that Hmm. process? And you can, I will say this, you can plan all you want to, okay, I'm gonna push naturally and things like that. But things do happen to where my baby got stuck. So we, yeah, <laughs> my big, you had it. to go with
0: the, if you, if you had to it. go with the, the emergency services and everything. Right. And, but
2: I will say that they took very good care of me. And like seven was saying, it depends on, you know, people treat you different. Auntie Seta said, it too. People treat you different with healthcare. I was a private client with private insurance. So when I got to the hospital, they rolled out the red carpet, my room. Oh no, your room been waiting for you. We were waiting for you to come and check in. Oh, no, she's a private client. Every time anybody came to see me, oh, she's a private client of Dr. Wong's. Oh, she's a That's private something. client. For Isn't this. that
0: something? So, Isn't that something? And I Isn't said, I
2: imagine if I would have Medicaid, there's nothing wrong with Medicaid, Medicaid, because I miss it. You heard? Okay, because you could go anywhere. I you don't you need no network. You only off Medicaid, okay? so of course not, right? All right, but it's right. so different to see the type of attention that you get and how they pay attention to your needs and wants. And even with me, my labor and it says being induced, having Pitocin and me saying like telling them at wife, I don't feel good. Everybody's running. But mm-hmm. I said, imagine those girls that don't ha- get everybody's running don't have and, having, and they, and they don't, don't have know that. something is wrong and they right. feel pain, but they're telling them, Oh no, that's just contractions. Mm-hmm. And they are getting ignored. That's true. So it's oh, very important for us as women and as young women to, to take care of ourselves. And then, too, like you said, abortions are not birth control. I please, young girls, please hear me. Abortions are not birth control. If you are going to be sexually active, this is something mm-hmm. that you need to have a conversation with a healthcare provider about. Or an older woman that you trust and that knows what she's talking about. Be uh, be active and knowing what contraceptives are. You have to know your options. You have IUDs. You have the chips, which I do not recommend. Okay? You have Nuva rings You have the patch. You have the shots. You have being abstinent. You have these options, but we don't even I, go into all of that. Everybody's just out here, just freely dropping it like a time. Right. Like
1: boom. I, I vote Yasmin. I vote for abstinence. If you, I'm, I'm just being honest. Like me too. I know that you The youth don't really want to hear that, and they like, well, were you asking No, I wasn't. That's why I'm trying to tell you. Like, I vote for abstinence. I know what not I being vote abstinence. for it too. Yeah, I vote for abstinence. I and, mean, and, I'm and, telling and, you this. Yeah, it's the not.
0: Trauma. It's not that deep. No, having it's sex, not, you can wait on that. Yeah, You can wait on that. You really can. You know? Especially, and I didn't have a you're big out time mad. got married. You missing out on your blessings. You opening your legs and you doing, you you're tapping in the territory and you making yeah. soul ties with people you have no idea what you were doing. If I knew then, listen to me, every princess out there, every queen, I started having sex at a very young age and it was the worst thing that I could ever do. I was on Benoist, you know, I was, you know, very vulnerable, Um, you know, my mom, she wasn't, you know, governing over me. She, you know, was out doing some other things and that, you know, left a lot of things open, especially the curiosity and all of that. And an easy way to be, you know, reeled in by men. And, you know, me seeking approval, me emotionally wounded and feeling a little bit of abandoned, so i saw you know the comfort you you tell me i'm pretty shoot you some game and and you tell me you like me and damn near you love me and if i do this that'll you know make you that'll make me feel accepted that you would accept me if i do this and you know it's it's and that's the story of a lot of of women it's so tragic and this is why I'm being so transparent because I don't think God put me through all of that just, you know, for me to keep it to myself and not try to go and save a sister or a young princess out there. He used it as a testimony for me. Now, I ain't perfect, but I'm going to tell you the truth, man. Keep right. your legs closed, value your body and your spirit. This is we in the That's spiritual right. time, this is spiritual warfare. Those men had no business entering me, dumping their spirits into me wicked spirits, killing spirits, gambling spirits,
1: hustling spirits, and, that, all and then of that, spirit. man, that man ain't never the same no more after you have sex with him, too. It's like it's like nah. sex is a um it's a, it's a, a gateway a door. Off. Yes. It, yes. It's, a, it's, it's yes. definitely a, a yes. door. And, and when you, when you're looking, you know, because like I said, your story is the story for so many young girls and they, they don't know it because they're right at the beginning of the story where they're feeling abandoned, where they don't have the moral support and emotional support of a family where their love language may be touched and they don't understand that that doesn't mean you have to have sex. You understand what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. it, it gets so deep you know, and then the mental warfare, like you said, the, the, uh, the mental warfare of abandonment, because just because you have a parent in the home doesn't mean you still don't feel abandoned. You know, and that's what I'm hearing you say. You had a parent, but you still felt abandoned. You still felt alone. You know, Oftentimes youth and adults will, will reach out for someone to comfort us, for someone to make us feel better. And you're not thinking about uh, diseases. You're not, you're not thinking about, um, none of that, the, 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 the exchange of spiritual energy during intercourse. You're not thinking about the, the possibilities of, of what pregnancy could do to you, whether you want it or you don't none want of that. it, you know, cause I, I was the one that wanted a baby. I wanted a baby real young, real young, because I wanted to start a family. I, I didn't feel like I had a family. So I wanted a family, you know, and then, and then I also another late. thing I want to touch on is that, um, a lot of women have been sexually abused, and so they feel like they've already mm. been tainted. You know, you've already been yes. tainted is what you're telling yes. yourself. Um, right. Because that's how I was introduced to sex. I was introduced to sex through abuse. You understand mm. what I'm saying? And, and then you feel wow. tainted and you feel like, well, well, I don't really even have a virginity to give to somebody. You know, so you know, mm. if, they, if they already been taking that from you, you may feel like you don't deserve to, to not have sex. Does that make sense? You don't deserve that. Many,
0: many, many women feel like that. I'm so glad you yeah. touched on that, Seven. Many you do women deserve feel it like though. that. When you violate it and mm-hmm. you have something stolen from you, that makes a woman feel so much more um, pure. And yeah. they, and women, we go yeah. low and we go in depression and feel like we don't deserve anything. And that's what right. the devil plays on that with us. That's right. He'll ride that on our back. You are not worthy. That's you don't right. deserve this. You're not gonna yeah, you'll get feel this. like, like I don't, you're you don't even know. Yeah, like, you're you don't think you
1: like you nothing like because
0: right. of that lifestyle I was living, he already told me you're not having no family you're not having no baby nobody wants to have a baby with you you're not going to be you're not going to have a husband you're not going to have this and that because of yep. this because of that so you True. this is warfare for women you That's know what right.
2: i'm saying and most young so girls that women are sexually be- assaulted do turn that negative touch into promiscuity so then it right. turns into mm-hmm. them constantly needing to have sex because they, you remember when you have sex it releases endorphins in
1: your brain and then also, from- I, I agree with you. And then also, I think they want to recreate that bad experience, you know, because sex mm, is a bad thing. A lot thing. of people trauma bond. That's
2: trauma yeah. bonding.
1: Yeah, because sex is supposed to be this beautiful thing. <laughs> it's supposed to be a beautiful thing. And then if you are introduced to sex through through abuse, through being raped and molested, it's not beautiful. Sex isn't beautiful, but mm-hmm. you want it to be beautiful. Mm-hmm. And, you know, to make something ugly beautiful, you may, need, you may feel like you need some practice, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. And you trying. And then, yeah, you keep trying to make it beautiful. And then that's you true. become careless with yourself. And then that's, mm. that's how we get to where we are now, where we're talking about um, not knowing what to do with your body, and then people—you already confused and trying to figure out what to do with your body, and now somebody gonna tell you what you should do with your body.
0: Right, right. Well, I'm I'm absolutely pro-life. You know, um, I do. I regret having um, had an abortion before. Absolutely, you know. Um, with that, with that, um, after I had my first abortion I was so sad and so depressed um I was so traumatized you know what I'm saying I felt a major I felt the pressure of you know hell I'm 14 I was 14 years old when I got mm-hmm. pregnant I was a 14 year old wow. okay and I was so afraid of you know telling anybody that I was pregnant, you know, telling an adult, you know, telling somebody in my family. So God bless my aunt, my favorite aunt, um, Aunt Annie. Um, You know, she has been very pivotal in my life, um, you know, teaching me and raising me. She stood in a line for what my mother lacked. She filled in. Okay? Because I still have my mom around. And however she mothered, she mothered. I'm learning that because I'm a mother. I have a mother. I'm mother. Where I can fit in and get in, that's how I'm doing it. It's an everyday experience. You don't have one day that's actually the same (laughs) when you have kids you guys are mothers you know it you come up with a method you cope with it you deal with it you move forward and praise God for my aunt and my grandmother who filled in on the lines for when whatever my mother lacked and that's what us families do and that's what family is all about and that's what we should do and everything but um you know thank God I conjured up the courage because I it was information out you know, I'm pregnant or whatever. And as soon as I got the results that I was pregnant, going to like a Planned Parenthood clinic and whatever to get the results, immediately they had the information right there for a 14 year old, how you can get rid of this pregnancy, okay? So this is what you were um, bombarded with at 14. You were already too young to be having sex. You didn't understand it, you just was doing it because you were looking for attention and approval. All right. So now you pregnant, you got this kid in your womb. You don't even understand what the hell that means or what's going on. Right. You feel it fluttering and this, that, and the third. You told old dude, oh, I'm pregnant. Same thing. You said, what? You pregnant? Is it mine? Is it?" it, it, it? You got to go through that argument and that pressure and that, you know, that, that, that stress or whatever. Then you got to come back and like, oh shit. Who am going to tell my mama? Who? I don't want to tell my mother. She's going to kill me. I can't, Bring no baby in my grandmother' house. This her house. Mama ain't got no goddamn house. So am I gonna go to my grandmother? Like, yo, Gigi, I got a whole baby coming. Am I gonna burden her with that when she' trying to put food on the table? We already in a small apartment. We in the projects. Pissed on the elevator. Shit in the th- da 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 da. So now I go to the doctor. You positive you pregnant? Same information in the same hand. They giving you. You can get rid of it. You could abort it. What the hell is an abortion? What is that? Right. You don't have what to come is? home with the baby? You don't have to come home with the baby? My grandmother won't be mad? It's a procedure? Right. They're going to put me to sleep? This I don't know what that is. That's what I'm saying. This is what we're dealing with in the hood. This right. real talk. We don't be understanding what we're doing. I ain't yes, have sir. no idea of what boy. I didn't even consider it. You killing the soul, you killing the fetus. all this stuff that I'm learning now that I'm 48 years old. I had no idea about no Roe v. Wade. I ain't know none of that. I ain't know none of this. I ain't know, you know, conception and viability and fetal, all these big words and the stuff that I understand now. I ain't have none of that. When they had me go to Planned Parenthood for the test, And then Planned Parenthood immediately tell me this. All they said, you got a Medicaid card? You ain't got to go home with the baby. And that's all I understood. You ain't going home with the baby. You ain't got to tell nobody. Da-da-da-da-da. And I told my auntie. And my auntie, you know, prayed for me and said, hey, this ain't a good thing you doing. But it ain't a bad thing because we can't afford another mouth in the household or whatever the hell she said at that particular time or Look, is this what you gonna do or whatever? I'm like, auntie, just roll with me. I ain't ready for all that. Whatever the case may it's be, heavy. I understand it. And we you, did ha- you should have thing. gotten therapy after that. So and that's another- I'm so sorry. The I'm in the
2: hood. I'm in the hood. But that's yeah. another yeah. thing. But then I'm in that's the hood. Thing do, do gonna we gonna get therapy? Through at? That
0: you know? Uh, uh, when we uh, get our- therapy? Uh, therapy our- at real talk, who got therapy? On that, I'm from the projects. I'm the African American community. is black.
2: There's no booklet on how to parent, how to mother, because we see our mother struggling or them attempting or trying to mother. We may not like what they have done, but they got the job done to a certain extent because you ain't die, right? I, this is what I hear a lot. So then it's like, okay, so let me take the, the some of the positive pieces of that and now I have a kid. I have a kid now. I tried to mother, but then I wound up turning into my mother anyway. That's why right. I actually talking to my kids and and, and and trying to help them navigate their feelings and emotions. And like she said, I'm sorry if you had to deal with that. And at that time, you know, that's what I we got to talk more about therapy in our community and mental health because it should have been something that says, okay, now you've been through that experience, you need to talk to somebody. You you need to, how do you it feel? Like, what are you it going through? Been. Because dealing been. with depression, yeah. anxiety, and suicide at 14, that that's what comes after that. Um, seven, you may not know, but I'm a crisis counselor for um, a suicide hotline. All right, I'm a national suicide time. hotline. And I was I dealing with you. a situation like that. And she was 14 years old. And every piece of me wanted to cry. Oh, and I was like, what the big sister in me wanted to rise up and be like nah hold on I know I'm not supposed to give you my number but let me text you on the side because ain't no we your mother right we're your peoples she was hiding hiding it for months you seven and a half months pregnant now what do you do who do you talk to so you have to call the suicide line because you don't have you don't know where to go. Know Thank to she
0: turn. got that now. Thank I God know, but even now. We've it's evolved. like- We've evolved. <laughs> We've evolved. We have evolved. It was no suicide hotline that I could talk to. And many other young ladies out here don't even know that because we don't have the resources. We don't have the financial uh, stability in the hood. We don't have the information, but everybody got. And I don't think that's, I feel like that's four. an excuse
2: because everybody got a cell phone. Everybody get on I'll Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. But we, but had we, had chat, in survival moment, talking, though. we live in doing su- the survival dances, mode.
1: Like... We live course, in survival mode. Like we live in survival mode. I you know you, see, you know the the phone? phone the phone is sit there and it's marketed to you. Mental health isn't marketed to you. You're gonna have you whatever they market seven. to you the most. Whatever they might they tell you tomorrow, you got to wear a face mask. Oops. They already did that. They told you in one day you had to wear a face mask. Now everybody wear them. I'm not saying you don't need the mask. I'm saying whatever they tell you the most is what you're going to do. See, they won't talk to you about mental health because they don't want your mental to be healthy. The the moment your mentality is healthy, your spirit aligns. When you have mental health, you automatically have spiritual health. The mental and the the spiritual is the, the opposite of the same coin. You see what I'm saying? So if they was to promote mental health to, to those who are most in poverty, which is people of color, then you would not only have the dominant gene, you would also then have healing of the dominant gene. And now that's too, now, that, now that's real scary. You're talking about black babies is scary. Black babies healed, intelligent, born into mm-hmm. freedom. Now that's real mm-hmm. scary. You know, mm-hmm. not to us now. That's the it's threat. Well, that's the whole threat, of isn't us. it? yeah ain't the, that the whole
0: threat yeah that's, and that's the threat. why they got Planned Parenthood and all yeah. that kind of stuff there that's why Planned Parenthood and that's why right I made there. it my
2: business all in to, our neighborhood. to cut
0: generational
2: curses when <laughs> <in our neighborhood. laughs> that's right my that's son right. would you not did. have to you endure did. anything you emotionally did. that I ever had to deal with because I will not be emotionally violent towards him or physically violent. We're not doing that. No, I'm going to have a healthy or the, or dialogue. Or the fact that he was born
0: in wedlock. In wedlock. You understand? The fact that he was born in wedlock, that's a curse lifted within itself, niece. Listen, my mother you had know? me at 14. So I understand. I, I know, I'm your mother. I'm <laughs> okay. So been your mother for that's, right. that's why you, money. So that's was why i was pregnant at 14. Do you understand that? I, I right. understand. Okay. I got,
2: y'all All was right. in the streets, boy. All right
0: now, okay Y'all was hot girls before well, hot not, girls. Not, not a only, dentist, okay? not only was we in the streets, but, but, they, but they, see, that's not. That's they really
1: they set it up girl. for wait, us wait. to be vulnerable. Yeah, that's, what I'm that's not even the, That's not even a hot it girl up. because because really, what that is is we're going back to. We don't need the counseling just after the abortion. You really needed the counseling before you was yes. having sex. You, you see what I'm saying? So so I, I want I want it to be well known and 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 no debate but for the youth out there you're not a hot girl you're emotionally broken and you're hurting and you need to seek sure. dope ass um black people or whatever race you in you know dope ass um like role models whoever you see that's doing something similar to what you want to do and and talk to them and and get up out of your friends like it, like y'all, y'all be talking about the wrong shit to each other, young children and teenagers, like and young young adults. Like y'all be talking about the wrong things. You need talk about the things you do want, not the things that you don't want. You see what I'm saying? We mm-hmm. we out here we out here being permiss permit how you say the word promiscuous. Promiscuous. When really you need to learn in what ways you like to be loved. You know, because love comes oh, your love and, language. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. what in what ways you like to be loved? Because having sex with somebody. Is not the um not even the heights of an experience of love, especially mm. if the person is not like somebody that you're really even supposed to be with. You know, you you really just mm. only harming yourself. You know, the right. the, the truth of I the mean. matter is, a lot of the youth that's having sex at thirteen and fourteen it was because how do you even know about sex at fourteen or thirteen or twelve and eleven? That means you was introduced to something that you should not the songs have been
0: and the songs and the media. The song. Yeah, you've been. Yeah, you've been introduced
1: to things TV that you shouldn't be introduced they, to. Yeah, I'm
0: but that, but that, that then
1: also goes into uh, the family, the family life. Yes, having a, a healthier family, and like Yasmin yes, said, true. breaking generational curses, becoming people that provide something for our, for our children, children that, that we weren't, we weren't provided sex. with. You know, the mm-hmm. safety of of a, a loving home, and that's mm-hmm. and that's why we we have to get our minds together. Because I found okay. myself uh, being like my parents and I, and I had a couple parents, but being like the ones that I don't like, you well, know the ones that I don't admire couple their way <laughs> yeah, I did. I'm adopted. Yeah, okay. so I, I, I yeah I had a couple different people that that were my parents, but you right. know we will find ourselves if we if you never if you never learn a new way, the only way that you were ever introduced to would be the only way you know. so if you if you only known violence. Although you may not want to be violent, if you never learn a new way, violence to be all that you become. So I think it's important to educate ourselves,
0: you know, and, and, and,
1: and create these safe spaces like, like this platform to talk to one another and uplift and inspire one another. Like, I think it's a beautiful thing that you work on that call line. I think it would be also beautiful if we created something else specifically geared around before people get suicidal, too. Like what happened, you know, before you get that far, you know, like mm-hmm. like like how did she called some some people may call, like you said, not because they're even suicidal quite yet, but but just they need somebody. They need somebody to talk. To. Yeah, they Anybody. need somebody
0: to talk to. Absolutely. Yeah, to
1: listen to them I mean, and talk to
0: them. I mean so many young ladies who need that, who have I literally great most of my clients who
2: have everything they need. Yes. Most of my clients that do call and um most of the time, I want to say like 75% of the time, it's a suicide call, but or suicidal ideation, is, which is just thoughts. But yeah. the age range is fourteen to twenty
0: one, literally. An
2: and I work the mm-hmm. hours. Uh, I work overnight, so I work from eleven to seven a.m. Fourteen years old at 6 o'clock in the morning. Like, I need help. Oh, where's your mother? She sleep, but she don't really care. Like, it's it so mind boggling, and. It's like what you could do what so much but talk them through that moment. Yeah. And then it's like what
1: happens after they hang up the phone. Right. And see, that's 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 what I that's what I'm saying. Like we like we having the conversations. These this is opening doors, you know what I'm saying, to the actions that come after even these conversations, because that's what I want to do with GOTB. I want to put places in power for people to come in there and speak. Like how they call you on the phone. Like mentorship, you know, we we need that in our communities. Mentorship, people people need to be able to talk to you, Yasmin. People need to be able to talk to you, Keisha. They need to be able to reach us, you know, um, and, and get this on a regular basis. That's why I'm so I'm so thankful to be here, y'all. These are some powerful conversations. I really hope that some some young girls are able to to listen to this and talk, and, and and feel empowered. But you know, because I even noticed some young girls today.
2: If you not well, these are young girls that you know that minds are so warped into social media where they don't want mentors. If you're not in a strip club, if you're not making fast money, if you're not on Instagram half naked, twerk session up, I'm talking about bottles to the face, hookah, hooking it down. Like I'm not putting that on social media. I'm not, you know, doing that. I, I don't, they, they don't inspire. Do some people don't inspire to be where I'm at, and not saying that I'm. In a space where I'm just like it's so grandiose. No, but inspired to go through the process of going to school. I got three degrees. I got married first. I waited four and a half years after I got married to have a baby. So I was in a position to where I said, okay, well, I think I'm I'm ready now, or I'm considering it, and it happened. And then I was able to take care of my responsibilities, like. They're not aspiring to, to do those things. they. they but yes, say, well, I, I think I have I just, to disagree.
1: I have to disagree with right, that. I was, was going to say the that reason, too. The <laughs> reason why I want to disagree. I want, well, maybe I want that's New York young, young girls. In, in, I don't know. A, in a, no, in a healthy way, let me tell you why you may think that. You may think that often, times because we don't get to know these little girls. We just see what they're looking at. We see what they're paying attention to. But it kind of goes right back to whatever's marketed to them the most. Your ver- the version of you it's absorb, not marketed. Uh-huh. who you are is not marketed that's not what's pushed up on them to to admire that that's 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 lame if you wait until you marry to have you know what i'm saying like what's marketed to them is the strip pole is the club is the liquor is the hookah is the cigarette and the weed and the sex so that's what's marketed to them but when you take those same little girls and you sit them down and you and you talk to them you get a totally different story from them but to, when they're you trying to see look that popular, they are broken that they are broken, yeah, they're broken and they are crying the only, out the, the only way you could want that and be a child is you be broken mm-hmm. that's the only way you could want it so yeah. so be encouraged because those same little girls they're gonna admire you from afar and, and until we figure out a way to bridge the gap between between that that because that's really a fair place where they're afraid to to think that what you're doing is right and then what she doing is wrong. Because technically what she doing ain't wrong because she grown. She can do whatever she want to do, but you a child and you should be thinking, you know, a, a lot more pure, right? Isn't that what childhood mm-hmm. is about? About you're having an opportunity to be pure and innocent. It's mm-hmm. supposed to be, yeah. right? You're supposed to have an supposed opportunity to, to just, to be okay, to not have to fight every day and worry about what you're going to do or how you're going to do it. But our children are fight and, and always have. They don't have opportunities to just be kids. Right, because be the team. problem is, the poverty is is horrendous For they community. have
2: parents that's in their ear. oh you don't need no man you don't need this i take care. Okay, all oh, y'all by myself papa. and sometimes the toxicity is spewed from the mothers like so yeah, now you're it, putting your it's, hurt it's a generational
1: curse like you said yes, it, it was spewed from her mother you know mm-hmm. um and and that's yeah. where that's where the the real healing needs to happen because the mothers the mothers are are, are broken father you know, and also I, I'm not an advocate for for women I'm an advocate for the black nation so my my okay. I stand for the black man the black woman and the black child Correct. and I love my, I love my wife we are poly though we <laughs> mm-hmm. we love the black man but the, but the the little boys and the little girls have grown up the broken little boys and the broken little girls have grown up and their parents now right mm-hmm. and and not exactly what that is because I Our parents were broken too, but I'm not talking our parents were more quiet Mm -hmm. about their brokenness. They were able to hide. They suffered in silence. Yeah, they suffered in silence. Well now. Many, many died in silence. We're hurting in a radical way in in a way where we refuse to be quiet. We're we're hurting in a powerful way where our (laughs) power, our hurt is powerful. It's been our music is is telling you how hurt we are when all of our women are bitches and holes and None of our yes. women are worth worthy of a beautiful song or a love song. Right. You know, we're we're only <laughs> worthy of, of, of and being a And we're gonna kill each other yeah. and everybody that's, should die. Right. Everybody die, should, do should drugs and have sex. And that's, that's our music. Yes. Yeah, but but yes, then you yes, know yes, that these yes. the media, it's not ran by black people. So then we mm-hmm. also we have to remember that the brainwashing because uh, it all goes back to the body and the choices you make. The brainwashing mm-hmm. starts with what you listen to and what you see. And if mm-hmm. everything you hear, and what you speak, but you're going to you speak, speak what you hear and
0: see. Correct. Right? And right? that's why you, they do it in the music industry. That's why right? they won't, they won't put a positive sister like me and you who gonna be spitting you know what i'm saying some form of knowledge or whatever whatever and trying to empower and enlighten that's why they're gonna pick the set of young ladies who they put in out here and pretty much going you know young girls are gonna look up to them because they want to be a city girl they want to pop it like it's hot they want to get you know the surgery and get the body done and they want to worship Which the whole, whole big image thing. A whole, a whole, image, a whole image, Your health is not good, but you want to go and get go and get surgery, and you die right. on that table because you have hypertension and you have high blood pressure and you have all of these medical illnesses, right. and but you want to live up to an image, and that That's is right. costing you your life. We see That's it right. all the time in our society, but I'm blessed that God, you know, gave me us all of us a vision. Um, you know, to uplift young ladies and to empower them. And I am so happy that God gave me this vision and I'm acting on it. That's why we're here today. This is why we have From Princess to Queen's podcast. That's how, why we have Pretty Princess Cosmetics and that's why we have the Pretty Heart Foundation because I don't care what is going on. It is my purpose that I finally found through much trial and tribulation, through all the lack of information, With my personal relationship with God, he revealed to me that he is glorious. And that's why the name of my company is Glorious One Enterprise, because he is the glorious one. And he is merciful and loving and kind. And he is, you know, his mercy endures forever. And he revealed to me this vision. And he said, I often say, God, why are you putting me through this? Well, why did this have to happen? And I gotta endure so much, and all my whining and crying. And God, 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 He said, Because I was preparing you for a time as this, you got to get out here and talk to these girls, you gotta let them know you had the abortion, you did this, you did that. It wasn't to make you look bad, it was so you could serve my purpose, so you they could see that you overcame the dragon by the blood of the lamb and the word of his testimony. And you got to get out here on the front lines and try to do something and live your life as a testimony. And you got to come and you got to pour into other people. I bless you, Lakeisha, so you could be a blessing. So don't get offended if somebody you see on the street or when a little girl stare at you. That's not to an offense. They see something that I instilled in you that you don't even see in yourself. I can't tell you since I started this business, Pretty Princess Cosmetics, I have little girls just staring and glaring at me and saying hi and just just taken to me. And I'm shocked because I still feel like I haven't arrived. And that's God letting me know. I put this in you. You're going to make this manifest. You're going to lead them to something. You're going to show them something. You're going you to uplift them and do something. I have met so many powerful, beautiful, broken little um, young ladies that i just been speaking life over into and just you know, just uplifting and empowering and helping. He blessed me to be a help. People calling me, sisters calling me. I'm meeting sisters like y'all. I got my niece. I got so many people backing me and supporting this business and supporting this movement. And it's growing every day. And I need you all. And that's why I call on my sisters like y'all and the people and the resources I know. Because I know we all been through something and we all got a testimony. We need to get out here and be transparent about these things and get to the root of these problems and I ain't perfect you know I'm like I said I'm still I'm still learning and I'm still growing I'm still repenting I'm still praying but at least I know my purpose now at least I have a clear idea of what my purpose is and I'm working towards that and I'm trying to give back and pull it together and that's why God has allowed me this platform because others don't have the platform. That's why God put me in a certain position and he blessed me with certain things as a single mother. My baby father died, Denim father? He died and his son is well taken care of and I'm in a great position right now. I was blessed with my inheritance. I mean, I have a lot of things but I know I was blessed with my inheritance. I'm sitting right here right now and I, I could help other people. You know what I'm saying? I could position- somebody underneath me and whatever. And that's why he, he's doing all these wonderful things. And that's why I'm so honored to have you young ladies here right now. And we airing this out and we're being transparent and we exercising love amongst each other. And um, right. we are gonna get it done. We started the Pretty Hearts Foundation and our first back to school give back is gonna be on July 30th. And I want y'all to come out and bring those little princesses out there. We are gonna have school supplies We're going to have all kinds of goodies and fun. We're going to eat. We're going to have hot dogs and everything. And we're going to speak life into each other. And we're going to uplift each other. Um, Yasmin is on the board. Uh, So that way we are going to be offering this hotline to um, young ladies as well. We're getting younger and younger because we are seeing that younger ladies are emotionally distressed. They're mentally distressed. And most of all, they just need somebody to talk to. They need somebody to talk to. They're tired of looking at videos and all of that is not filling the void anymore. And only really God could fill that void. And that's what I'm learning as well. But you still need people you could talk to. Thank God for my spiritual leaders and my mentors. Thank God for a host a multitude of counselors in my life. Thank God for a multitude of counselors. Thank God for Lisa Manning. Thank God for Beverly Wynn. Thank God for everybody at my church, Atlanta Metro Cathedral. No, I'm not there every Sunday. No, I'm not this and I'm that. But I stay they pride of connecting and thank God that I'm still connected to these great women warriors who have been through marriages, who have been through the mud, who have did this, who did that, and they are still on the front lines fasting and praying and here to assist young ladies like me. Who am I? To not pay it going forward that's and right and that's what we talk and about before we go why. i just want to give
2: the hotline number if you are feeling stressed if you if feeling anxious you're dealing with anxiety depression uh suicidal ideation homicidal ideation if you're just dealing with the woes of everyday life feel like you are feeling overwhelmed Post-partum
0: depression and right and
2: you need someone to talk to the number is 800 Two seven three eight two five five. 273 8255 Again, 800-273-8255. It's 24 hours, seven days a week. I don't care where you are in the United States or across the world. You can text in as well, okay? And it is a confidential line. You can call in anonymous. You don't have to get Give your name. You don't have to give your age. You just can say, you know what? I just really need somebody to talk to. And a counselor or a peer, which is usually someone that possibly have gone through the same thing you're going through, and they are able to relate and have a more in depth conversation with you, will be available.
0: That's a beautiful thing. Does this cover grief? counseling or yes, types of counseling
2: everything 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 and we also are able to give resources as well if you do call if you're in the new york city area um we are able to give redirect resources to programs that we are affiliated with and then outside of that our counselors can help you look for resources in your area give them the number one more time yes <laughs> the number is 800-273-8255 again 800-273-8255
0: Two five five. Now seven. Um, you're a wonderful lady. Um, came on here. No, you're dope. I
1: appreciate a lot of power. I feel feel the vibration
2: through Zoom. I feel the vibration through the Zoom. I'm telling you, the energy is right. I like it.
0: Tell these people. Tell these people. Tell these young ladies. You know something that you know would empower them. Something that you know. You want them to know not only about you, about life, a a young princess that may be, you know, all alone and may be in, you know, distress or just, just, you know, want somebody to talk to or want to figure out how do I start a business or, you know, what could I do to turn this situation around? Or maybe a young lady in domestic violence. I mean, what
1: would you say to them right now? The first thing that thank you the first thing that came to my mind um when you asked me that is is love self-love um self-love is the single most important thing um that that i push like I, i push i push loving yourself because when you when you reach out for other people to do this to love you you leave yourself so vulnerable hoping that you you can give them your heart you want to give them your heart and then if if you give them your heart which was the gift of the creator then, then you've, you've given them something that really belonged to you. The, the heart was given to you for you to love. And we skip over ourselves. We skip over ourselves to come love some other person. I want to love you. I want to love you. And I, then I want you to then love me. Instead of me loving myself, you loving yourself. And then us sharing that love with, with one another. When we don't love ourselves, we fill a void. And that love, the love of yourself is the love of the creator or God or Allah, however a person want to look at it, the most high supreme being, your maker. Um, Having that love relationship will remove the void of pain and hurt. I'm not saying things won't be heavy. I'm not saying that there won't still be trials, tribulations, burdens, challenges, because then, I mean, what would life be? we would have to stand still forever. And then the challenge would be that. That would be the new challenge. that we standing still? So there's always going to be some form of adversity. But when you have love for yourself, it's like you see with new eyes. You see everything differently when you feel loved. And oftentimes we're waiting on someone else to come and love us. We're waiting on our mothers, our fathers, our sisters, our brothers, the neighbor, the boy at school, or the girl at school. Or We want someone to love us. That's what everybody wants. We all just wanna be loved. But if you love yourself, then the void won't be there. You can still share love with other people, but if you share love with someone else, their cup will eventually, it will eventually waste away. They're gonna become thirsty too. And it's nonsense when you already have love that you can share for yourself. You want them, I kiss my own hand. I kiss, I kiss myself. I hug myself because I, I love myself. Look in the mirror. Like when you look in the mirror, can you see yourself? Or do you see the reflection of a character that you've built, right? So to get to know myself would be a form of love. So taking out the time to get to know who you are. like Who am I? Who am I without my glasses? Who am I if I cut my hair? Who am I if I don't have the tattoos or I'm not married? I don't have children, I don't have a necklace. Like, who am I naked? Who am I, who am I? And and that would be your your gateway to self-love is to stop for a moment, take time every day. People say, I don't have time, I'm so busy. Make time, create time. You are a creator, create the time. Create the time before you walk out of your room. And even if you have if you have a roommate, before you open your mouth, before you open your eyes, later, take make the time, force the time. Create the time for yourself to be yourself, to be you all by yourself, with only you and the creator. And if you don't believe in the creator, then you, you the highest version of yourself then. Be, be still for a moment to hear what it sounds like to just be you. And it gets scary y'all. It gets scary to be right there by yourself with yourself. Nobody wants to, why you don't want to do it? Why you don't want to be there right there with yourself? Cause they are afraid. Yeah, you're mm. afraid of the power of your own reflection. You, you're afraid of the sorrow and the pain of all the things that you did that you don't agree with. But the creator's already forgiven us because why would you be created to do a thing? that the creator did not know you would do. So the real forgiveness starts with you forgiving Mm -hmm. you. You have to forgive yourself for the darkness at your door. But we are full of light and darkness. So we should forgive ourselves, end whatever it is that you feel like is harming you. And oftentimes it's not somebody else that's harming you, it's us. Because why am I allowing you in my life if you're harmful to me? Now, for the Mm -hmm. children, for the children, for the poor babies who the parents are who is harming them, you have to wait. You have to make it, you gotta tough it through it. You gotta get through it. And just know that that however mama treating you, is probably how she was treated. You know, nobody gives you a book on how to love your children, how to raise them. Oftentimes you don't know what the hell you're doing. So if you can make it through, if you can get out the door, if you can get to 18 with some sanity, plot and plan what you're gonna do now. Plot it out and plan it now. Plot it out and plan everything that you're gonna do and how you're gonna do it. Because you have time to figure it out. See, because when you become an adult and there's no one taking care of you, then you don't have the time to figure it out unless you make the time to figure it out. So it's, it's always the answer and it's gonna always start with you. There is no answer outside of yourself. Even whether it's starting a business, whether it's healing, building and growing, whether it's escaping a, a domestic situation, it starts with you looking in the mirror looking at your reflection if you don't have a mirror you can't get to no water look at your hands look at you you you're here and you have all of the power to do whatever it is that you desire whatever you desire you already have the power to do it it's just about this this here what do you want to do you have to figure that out you don't know what you want to do so you're not doing nothing you got to figure out who you are and what you want to do and that is self-love That is self-love. Cutting the connections that are unhealthy for you, that's not positive for you, that is self-love. So if I had one message that I would constantly push, it's going to be to love yourself. Because if you're waiting for someone else to come love you, and most of us don't even know what love is, you'll be waiting your whole life. And that's nonsense to wait so long for something that is already inside. Love yourself. Love yourself And and you will attract love. Love will be all around you you and I a love bad y'all.
2: mama jammer
1: you a bad girl you <laughs> a bad so girl oh god you are a bad so, girl that was so much
0: that, that was, was dope so much.
2: trust you me I for giving me an opportunity wasn't that dope
1: me love yes this was, so. awesome. this was
2: awesome this was awesome this was awesome
0: that's why i got you here you understand this is what I want everybody to hear. That's amazing. You're such a dope person. G-L-T-B. Tell us what's coming up for you musically. What when are we gonna get a new video? When are we gonna get some music? What's well, and how so, do they reach you? If they want to reach you okay. and get, would go out out. You know, get out that box and they want to. You know, a session with Seven and they want to contact you. We need all your handles, your email.
1: I want them to be okay. have full access to you. I appreciate that. So um, my company is JTB Studios. Um, the website is gotbstudios.com, so it's real easy. Make sure you put the S, though, because it's more than one studio. We do many things. We do music, um, film, you know, um, hair, uh, book writing. It's, it's pretty much it's pretty much a, a one-stop shop for creativity. Um, marketing, mm-hmm. web development, I make flyers. Whatever Whatever it is that you need to do for your business, I can help you do that, too. So if you if you're if you don't want to if you want to start a business you're trying to figure out like how to do that like you can reach out to me. Uh, my company number is 770 317 3140. That again is 770 317 3140 and my website is www.gotbstudios.com. G-O-T-B Studios. Um, all my everything, all my everything is Gunati. So that's G-U-N-A-H-T-I, any platform that I am on, I'm not on all of them because it's a lot of new ones now, but Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, I think a TikTok, I ain't ticking and talking yet, um, but uh, Gunati. Now, as far as what's ne- what's up next is, um, I was recently filming in Mobile, Alabama mob town, deep down up in the South, my, my, my homeland. Uh, we're filming a, a a movie called Schizo. It's to bring awareness to mental illness in the Black community. It's about a woman who had been going through a lot and been going through a lot of different things. She's a music artist, um, but she was also gifted in poetry and writing and, and and just a lot of different things. Comedy, and she just couldn't figure out what she wanted to do with her life. And her parents had passed away. She was dealing with, with Schizophrenia. And she wound up being hospitalized and breaking out the hospital. So it's a it's a very powerful film. Um, right now, what we're doing is we we got a lot of filming done. I wasn't able to finish the film, but it was a, it was a beautiful experience. Like all the actors, like shout out to all of the actresses and actors that came out. The people that helped uh, do the set. Shout out to um, Ricky. Shout out to Juicy the Master. Like shout out to. Um, KO, shout out to um, Nikki Coleman, a, a really funny comedian out of Mississippi. Just shout out to everybody that came through and just and just made it a beautiful experience. Right now, we're turning into a pilot to get uh, more people out there who are interested in film and and interested in film, black uh, female filmmakers or just people who are out here trying to do positive things and, and push a message. Uh, ent- entertainment and education entertainment pushing a message to see what we can if we can get some more money put behind the film because the vision i had, I, it was a lot bigger once i start working on the project than i thought it was gonna be and so um we need we need a little more time and a couple more dollars and i ain't gonna do no go so we're just gonna see what the things and the things in the world world do doing um, the next project that i'm working on now is back to the children we started off with the children back to the children uh, we're working on a a series that my children do called the Aquanza series. So my children have a show called the Lyrics Tribe Show. And you can also find them on my pages. And they have their, their own pages, The Lyrics Tribe, which is uh, L Y R I X T-R-I-B-E. And my children are, are very knowledgeable, funny, beautiful, and talented. And they are they are providing a, a space for black children of uh, any race, but especially the black child to have someone that looks like them talking about things they need to hear. So it's, it's a comedy, but it's educational comedy. We're always trying to uplift, build, heal and grow the black nation and uh, give us an opportunity to, to elevate our minds so that we can take our rightful place in the world. And when we take our rightful place in the world, then the world will heal itself, it will heal itself. Um, so we're working on the Kwanzaa show and then hopefully, I'm crossing my fingers uh, because we've been working on this film for a couple of years now. It's called A Kwanzaa Wish. So that's the first movie that I ever uh, began filming. Shout out to uh, Billy Golden in uh, Jacksonville um, for his role, and then uh, Juju for their roles. And it was just—it's a, a beautiful film. And we just timed out last year because you kind of want to film during the holiday season, and we kind of timed out last year. So we're gonna go again, but now I'm in California. I'm not in Mobile. Uh, Florida anymore. So we're going to see what these palm trees and stuff look like out here in the city. We're looking for locations right now. I'm um, looking for actors and actresses. We'll be doing auditions very soon. And um, I may even start giving people a little sneak peek into my everyday life. Bro. Don't tell nobody. We're going to see how that go. We've been buying GoPros and seeing where we're going to put them in the house. Yeah, uh, thank Oh, you that's so much. a whole
2: other thing when you start letting people get into your everyday life so yeah but seven um i don't know where uh lakisha went
1: I think, I think she i think she got knocked off but we at the end
2: yeah. you know what you know we at go. the end so i just want to say uh on behalf of her and myself as well um thank you so much you're such a dope individual and i actually pulled up your instagram while you were talking <laughs> So Thank you, I'm definitely gonna connect, and this was such an awesome show. Thank you for all the knowledge and wisdom that you have given. Thank you for speaking into the lives of our young We're girls, gonna have maybe. to connect again, Yasmin. yes. Yes, 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 yes. You know, and I'm continuing my education. So I'm right on that with you of uh, being a, 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 you know, a prominent face in a mental That's health right. space for our African American community. Next is the That's doctorate. Right. So I'm moving forward to do that open up my own private practice that's uh, my ultimate goal so we just want to say thank you so much hopefully we have you back can I too. say one more thing
1: before yes. I go I just I, before I go I just feel compelled to say one more thing I want to get some book re- recommendations for our people um there is a book called black root science uh that I think everybody should check out it's two volumes um very powerful book, Black Roots Science, and then Black Roots Science, R-O-O-T-S, Black Roots Science. And then um, for those who like autobiographies, check out The Making of Black Revolutionaries. And then for for anybody who is is married and may need some extra encouragement and don't, you know, I don't have the money for counseling, whatever it is, there is a really dope book that my wife and I have been reading. And I just want to shout out to that book. Um, It's called Marriage Ain't for Punks.
2: Oh, I need to. Ha- I Did they,
1: so there go three books right there to give you all some for the science lovers, for the revolutionaries and for the married people. And, and, and that's for children. All three of those books are still very good books to read. You don't need to wait till you're married to read about marriage. That's actually <laughs> the problem. All right. So thank you once again for having me. Shout out to GLTB. And everybody that is affiliated with my organization, shout out to um Princess the Queens and shout out to Yasmin for all of the powerful work that you are doing thank on behalf you so of your, your yourself, your family, and the community. Thank, thank you once you. again for having me.
2: All right. From princesses to queens, thank you so much. We're going to see you on next month for Sunday. Don't forget 4 p.m. to tune in. Good night, guys. Peace and power. All right.